So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. Hello, everybody. <laughs> that was also so weird. Why did I just mmm at you? But hello, and welcome back to the Coast Channel. Today, I'm hosting another Coffee Talk here with you today. And if you aren't or have not attended a Coffee Talk previously, then this is basically just a safe space on the internet. You can grab a cup of whatever you like, you can get cozy, and we just have really open conversations. I have intentions and disclaimers to make before I jump into today's conversation because this this isn't a controversial topic, but I feel like it is a topic that can be quite sensitive. And so only intentions today are to talk about a lot of the common beauty standards, just how that might be affecting us subconsciously. And I'm coming only from the point of view of my own opinion and my own experiences and perspectives of debating things like cosmetic surgery. I have blonde hair on the, I mean, on the bottom, my roots are like eight inches long right now, but I have blonde hair on the bottom of my head or whatever and I have fake lashes on and yeah like it's like we all do either small scale things to big scale things to alter our appearances in some ways so this is definitely not a critical conversation this is not a judgmental conversation this is only coming from a place of love social media skews our self-perception and how there are beauty standards, but then there are also body standards. And then there's, you know, editing photos to look a certain way or like skewing out human flaws, which are they really human flaws or have we just deemed them to be human flaws when really they're just like human realities, you know, having texture on your skin or having disproportionate features or whatever. And that I just, it would be way too many videos in one. So I'm, I'm planning on breaking these down, not to, confuse cosmetic surgery with plastic surgery. Areas that function properly, but lack aesthetic appeal, that would be something you would use cosmetic surgery for. Whereas plastic surgery is defined as a surgical specialty dedicated to reconstruction of facial and body defects due to birth disorders, traumas, burns, and disease. I have not gotten any cosmetic surgery done, but I have definitely debated it. Been scrolling on social media before and saw a beautiful photo and then was like, dang it, you know what? Everybody seems to be doing it. Maybe I should just get my lips filled a little bit, just a little bit. And I mean, I'm wearing a decent amount of concealer right now, but it is true. Like I have hereditary bags under my eyes. Like it's just a thing. If I were to look at you like this, you can kind of see them. If I wasn't wearing makeup, it'd be so much more intense. <laughs> this is just from plasticsurgery.org, which I just found through a quick Google search. So there might be better references out there. So obviously first and foremost, I feel like this is one that a lot of us think of when you think of cosmetic surgery and that can be breast augmentation, breast implants, breast reductions, breast lifts, breast implant removals, or fat transfer breast augmentation. Then there's fat reduction, so liposuction, body lifts, so you can get an arm lift. I didn't know that. A, a body lift improving shape and tone. A mommy makeover, that's a thing. I haven't read these yet, so if I react poorly to any of these, please don't take it as judgment. It's just shock that these things exist. Um, I, mommy makeover. The female body is magnificent. The fact that we can bring life to earth to make anyone feel bad about that. Get your pre-baby body back. Like, I don't like anything about that, personally. Personally, you just brought a life 
to the planet. You literally just, you did, you literally just brought life to earth. A tummy tuck, body contouring, buttock enhancement, and thigh lift. So yeah, I didn't know you could do like half of those things, so I've never thought about them. So face and neck. Brow lift I've heard of. When I started seeing a lot of what, celebrities, I guess, getting these eye lifts or allegedly getting these eye lifts because a lot of a lot of them don't confirm it, but it seems quite obvious in photos. Cheek enhancement, ear surgery, facelift surgery, neck lift, thread lift. What is that? Cheek reduction, chin surgery, eyelid surgery, facial implants, and rhinoplasty, which is a nose surgery. Um, spider vein treatment, tattoo removals, things like that. Hair removal, laser hair removal, which is something technically I've done at home hair, laser, laser hair removals. Aesthetic genital plastic surgery. There's surgical or minimally invasive slash non-surgical. I had an ex-boyfriend where I was like, you know what, just show me, just show me what you watch. Like, I'm just so curious. And I just wanted to know. I was like, not only was I curious about what kind of he watched, but I was also just curious about in general. I had seen like bits and pieces of never like sat down and watched I was like, wow, wait, wait, <laughs> is that normal? Is that everybody? Y'all don't look like me. I feel weird. I don't have no shame telling you guys that story. It's just the fact that these videos go public that makes me a little bit more uncomfortable. So that's the end of the list. <laughs> Why are more people getting cosmetic surgery than before? It's not even like we just watch TV and movies anymore. Now we're way more tapped into things like social media where we're seeing just the everyday person have these glow ups and you're like, wait, <laughs> I want to have a glow up. The more common something becomes, the less you question it, the more you see something, the less odd it seems. I think social media plays a big role in it. It's a whole other conversation, as I said, when we get into things like photo editing that can completely skew, like it, a lot of the people, or a lot of the photos we see online aren't even accurate representations of the people in those photos. And it's not, again, to say that that's right or it's wrong, because I think that lighting can play a huge role, positioning or the pose of the body can play a huge role, the angle of the camera can play a huge role, but then I'm talking on top of that, things like Facetune, things like Photoshop, where you actually alter your proportions or alter little tiny things that we call imperfections, like skin textures or acne, or even like the size of certain features. Anyway, I'm doing a different video on that, so I won't dive into it, but I definitely feel that being on social media and constantly reintroducing these types of standards and images of beauty and to the brain makes the brain normalize this. And then our own reflection starts to feel inadequate and it becomes something that in order to fit these beauty standards that nobody actually naturally fits. Like if somebody actually popped out of the womb and grew up and, and just had all of the beauty standards that we consider to be trending, I guess right now, even then in about 10, 20 years, we'll probably be going after a completely different beauty standard. I mean, even think about the early 2000s where everybody idolized Nicole Richie, Lindsay Lohan, like for those that aren't naturally very small or petite, it's a very unhealthy area, era or beauty standard to even just jump forward like 10 years later and the Kardashians start trending and having that really luscious, curvy body became the beauty standard. So anyone that would, let's say, pop out in the per, like with every single typical beauty standard that we have right now today in 2021, 
In about 10 years or 15 years, it'll be something totally different. Your body is your body. Your face is your face. Like, do whatever you want to do to make you feel good, to make you feel confident. It just makes me angry sometimes that we can't just feel good and confident the way we are naturally. These procedures have become more safe, that they've become more advanced and so they're less risky to take. They're less, I mean, there's definitely some risks there. I am not a surgeon, I am not an expert in this field to be able to tell you what is and isn't healthy for you and your body. If you know who Carissa Pukas is, I'll leave a video of hers down below where she talks about how she actually got her implants taken out. She really goes in depth about her health struggles along the way with having breast implants and then getting them Explanted? Is that the word? <laughs> Let's keep rolling with this why and go into pros and cons. And, and beginning with pros, I mean, obviously, anybody that feels any severe insecurity about a sp specific part of the body that can then alter that specific part of the body and then feel more confident is a pro. And I can relate. I can relate to that even on a, even though I never got the cosmetic surgery, that was the driving force or factor that led me to doing so much research and looking into it. If I had made that decision, which again, wouldn't have necessarily been a wrong decision, I pictured myself being a lot more confident. Not to mention a kind of a, a twist off or a branch from that pro would be that when someone is more confident, again, this is gonna seem like a blanket statement, but that could also improve someone's mental health. So if someone struggles with extreme social anxiety or anxiety in general, or maybe even depression, and then not that this would cure that, and I really wanna hit that home, not that this would be like this, this shouldn't be a band-aid for those things, but when you make someone feel more confident in themselves and more competent in themselves, then it could also have an, a positive impact on someone's mental health. The final pro that I'll throw in here for why it could be a good idea is that, and I'm planning on doing, it's a very complicated topic to talk about, but I'm planning on doing a coffee talk all about inferiority and power imbalances in, in certain relationships and dynamics and in the world at large, which is again, why it's such a complicated conversation to have. But I can also see how someone undergoing cosmetic surgery, why my brain is farting already. I need to like, I need to start wrapping this up. I can see how that might make someone feel less inferior in a, in a situation, less inferior around people they deem to be beautiful, less inferior around people they might be attracted to. So I think that that could also be a pro. It might give somebody, it kind of fits into the confidence, but it's a bit different. Pause for a coffee sip. Cons. One definitely being potential risks because just like anything, you know, I mean, walking down the street is a risk. For a while there, I was doing my own at-home laser hair removal. That can also technically be risky. Like, there's obviously variants and, and ranges for those risks based on the certain procedures, but there's always gonna be a health risk there. And again, check out Chris's video down below because I think it's an amazing example of, of what I'm talking about. The second con would be cost. And that can create even further divide or division when the only people that can technically get these procedures done to fit these beauty standards are people that are of a higher class system. It costs a lot of money. Like just, just out of curiosity, let's look it up, okay? I can't believe I'm so openly talking about getting surgery. I can't say the word, but on YouTube, damn it. But getting, yeah, you know, commonly known as the Toronto trim. That's a thing. Never heard of that before in my life. <laughs> 30 minutes and surgeons say complications like bleeding and infection are minimal with patients driving themselves home the same day and it costs anywhere between 4,000 to 6,000. Let's look up 
nose job price Ontario. Holy smokes. Okay, so the co the cost of rhinoplasty, I always want to call it rhinoplasticity. Why? The cost of rhinoplasty depends on several factors, including the complexity of the case, surgical fees, and facility costs. The cost of a primary rhinoplasty surgery varies from 9,000 to 10,000, and revision procedures generally cost more. So this is all, I'm looking up in Ontario, by the way. In Puerto Rico, we call ourselves Boricua. We are proud, passionate, and full of life. On our island, adventure finds you. Strangers aren't strangers for long. The size of the audience doesn't change the beauty of the music. And we celebrate every last ray of sun. Live Boricua. Okay, so let's go, what was another common one that we saw? Liposuction, how much is that? So chin and neck can be $2,000 to $4,500, arms being $1,500 to $5,000, thighs being $1,600 to $5,000, back, I didn't even know you could do that, is $1,500 to $4,000. Chin augmentation surgery, the cost ranges from $5,000 to $10,000 Canadian dollars. How much the procedure will cost at a certain facility will depend on the surgeon's experience. Typically, Brazilian butt lift costs range from $10,500 to $16,500 plus tax. Yo, if you have a Brazilian butt lift, I bet your butt looks freaking amazing. But squats are free. Let's say somebody wanted to get that Brazilian butt lift. $16,000, I know I'm going to the extreme range there, but even on the lower scale, like $11,000 even, that's insane. Common yearly income in Ontario, $52,260. So let's say someone wanted that Brazilian butt lift. That's 21% yearly income on one procedure, just one. $6,000 is like two months average rent in Toronto. It definitely begs a deeper conversation there because I definitely think that the only people that still can afford these procedures, even if it's not just like the super, super wealthy anymore, it's still the higher classes. The higher classes can afford these things and not have such a detriment on their yearly income versus someone that's making just the average income in Ontario, but then is still being flooded with these beauty standards and might want to look into these types of procedures. There might be a chance, there could be a chance, I don't know, because I've never gotten cosmetic surgery, so I can't say, but there could be a chance that someone might go through the process of getting altered cosmetically and then still feel inadequate and not beautiful or insecure. So that is definitely a con as well, that it might not actually, it might not actually make someone feel more confident or feel better about themselves. Just like anything in life, everything in life can technically be addicting. Constantly using it almost like a band-aid in order to heal these insecurities. So maybe getting one procedure done, then going in for two more procedures, then maybe going in for three more procedures, and then it becomes an unhealthy attachment. Not that everybody would, would have that happen to them, but it is a risk there. Ultimately, I really feel like there is no right or wrong answer here because I don't think anybody has the right to tell anybody what to do with their body, with their face, with their money, with any, with their life, you know? I do just think that there is a conversation to be had here. Like if we're going to normalize these things, which we should, we should never make anybody feel wrong for the way that they look or they choose to look or they choose to alter themselves. And we also need to make space for the other side of the conversation that it, also, it does feed into a, a bigger conversation, particularly avoiding the word problem, because is it a problem? I don't know. I feel like that can be debated, that nobody's 
responsible for anybody else's confidence or perspective of themselves or insecurities. So it's not up to, let's say, Kylie Jenner or, and I'm going to say allegedly here because I know that some of these people have said that they didn't get procedures done, but people like Bella Hadid, people like even Ariana Grande, who is somebody that I recently became a huge fan of. Even her Instagram photos this year, I've been like, wait, wait, why do I feel like you look very different? And it's, again, she's beautiful. There's absolutely nothing wrong with the way she looks. She looks adorable. And it's not her responsibility to empower me. Her music empowers me for sure. But there were a couple photos I saw of her recently that made me feel like I wanted to get, you know, like an eyebrow lift or I'm, ugh, my body. <sighs> I wanna have lifted eyebrows. I wanna have like no bags under my eyes. I wanna have like cute Bratz doll lips. I went down a wormhole of like Googling, okay, has she talked about getting things done? Like, is she open about it? And then it's like, you can't really find a whole lot on it. These standards are, or beauty standards and procedures are starting to become more mainstream and norm. Isn't, is there a conversation that should be had there? Especially when these are things we are seeing every day. These are people with mass followings that don't owe anybody anything, but also are setting standards for specifically younger girls. Because if I'm 27 and made me feel that way, I can't imagine being 16, 17, feeling that that pressure of these beauty standards. Nobody even looks the way that they look on social media, nobody. And again, full circle, hi, welcome to my blonde hair and the lashes I have on today. So I've also, like I look different when I wake up in the morning too. It's a complicated, messy, layered conversation that affects a lot of us, especially if you are online and on social media, not just women, men too, it, it affects all of us. So why I chose not to, I mean, part of it was starting to talk about it with some friends and, and open up about it a little bit, a point of view that was different than my own or a perspective that was different than my own, one, two, I started intentionally seeking out people that I've already talked online about the same insecurities that I was having. Started reading a lot of books on women owning their bodies, women owning their sexuality. And that also really helped because I, I came to realize that there is no norm. Like everybody's entire body looks different. There are no two bodies that are exactly the same unless you maybe have identical twins. But even then I don't know enough to know if identical twins even remain the same as they grow. It might not work for everybody, but it definitely worked for me. Just taking that journey and just really learning how to accept and love my body and not shame my body and specifically for a while I debated getting just my upper lip injected because I have a decently big bottom lip but I wanted to like you know just puff it up and I, I used to overdraw my lip a lot I still do at times which for whatever reason people feel the need to call out which is just like again to each their own live and let live I would I wanted to challenge myself to learn to love and accept myself the way I am I have zero plans to alter my appearance in any kind of way but again I have no judgment I don't think there's anything bad with doing so I just think it opens up a very very deep layered conversation make sure you're doing it for the right reasons make sure you're doing it not for anybody but yourself you're allowed to create your own idealism about beauty uh, on a physical level and on a personality or energetic level. And outside of that, that's my conversation today. If you have any thoughts on them, like I said, please leave them down below. Just remain open-minded. No, you don't even have to remain open-minded, but just remain respectful of people that might see things differently than you is the only, re only request I have. And outside of that, I will talk to all of you guys in the next Coffee Talk. Bye guys.
So I, I know you've got a lot going on. But remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening, because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better, because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7. So I, I know you've got a lot going on, but remember, I'm here for you. So bother me when no one's listening because I will. Bother me when it feels like it won't get better because it can. Bother me because you're never a bother. Whether it's a low point or a crisis, get help for yourself or a friend. Learn more at neverabother.org or call or text 988, available 24-7.